0: Hey folks, welcome to Wednesday night. I'm so glad you're with on the night listening to this. I think I'm so thankful of what God is doing today in this world, I mean to tell you. You know, there is trouble all around. We have to know that. I was at a prayer meeting this afternoon and uh, I, I had this scripture come to us because there's a lot of fear and anxiety and stuff that's going on. I mean, if you got so, dis- you can get so distracted about, oh, the border and COVID and and masks and, and uh, the Middle East and uh, Afghanistan and lies and deceit that's going on in our world today, the critical race theory that they're trying to teach our, our uh, young people and, and all this other stuff. But you know, we're not to be moved by that. We're not, we're, listen, here's what, uh, this scripture came to me over in Romans 8. You ought to go read Romans 8. What a powerful uh, chapter of the Bible. And Paul writes, if God is for us, who can be against us? Wow, what a statement. If God is for you, how many of you know you need to know that God is for you tonight? <laughs> Whatever the devil's trying to do it's not greater than what God can do in your life. But he goes on to say, he, did, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? All things to what? That pertain to life and godliness, as he said in another passage. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. How I many of you know he's the one that justifies us? It goes on to say, who is who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. We were talking about, we were at that prayer meeting today And it came to me, God is, uh, Jesus is praying for us. Did you know that? Right in the midst of all that's going on in our life, he is praying. It's one thing to say, I'm praying for you, brother, or I'm praying for you, sister, but to know that the master is praying for us, what a relief that is to us today. Who, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for you, for your sake, we are killed all the day long. We are com- uh, accounted as sheep for the slaughter. But listen to this. Yet, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. It doesn't say we're just conquerors. It says we're more than conquerors. More than conquerors. You know, in, in the word wealth here in my Bible, it says the word describes one who is super victorious, who wins more than the ordinary victory, but who is an overpowering and achieving abundant victory. Ha, this is not a language of conceit, it says, but of confidence. Christ's love conquered death, and because of his love, we are overcomers. We are more than conquerors. Amen. For I am persuaded, it goes on to say, that death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Heck, I mean, what's coming on earth today? Height, nor depth, or any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I'm telling you, we shouldn't be fearful or anxious tonight. We ought to know that God is for us and that we are. You might want to say that to yourself at home. I'm more than a conqueror. Now, it wasn't for what we've done. It's what Christ has done for us. And you could thank him for making intercession for you tonight, right now. Whatever you're going through, know that Jesus is making intercession for you and me. Amen? Well, the, the, the uh, lesson we've been talking about is the established heart. That's uh, what we've been talking about last week, and, we, and I'm going to continue to talk about it, is uh, uh, Christ's realities, who we are in him and what he, who he is in us. But our uh, scripture text is over in Psalm 112, verse 1. It says, praise the Lord. Well, that's a good thing to start your day with and end your day with, praising the Lord. Amen. Because if you're not careful, you can get caught up in all the other stuff going on. Blessed is the man or woman, that's person, who fears the Lord. Do you fear the Lord tonight? Do you, do you reverence him and give him uh, glory and honor and thanksgiving? Do you honor him? You know, it's, it's important to honor him. And, and that's a way of fearing the Lord. It's not being afraid of him. It's just giving him the respect that he, he, uh, he obviously deserves. In the amplifies it says, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God. Do you know you can be favored by God? Do you get up in the morning and say, Lord, I thank you that I have the favor of God upon me today. Everywhere I do go, every, and everywhere I'm at, I have favor with God and man. Thank you, Lord. Praise you for that. It says, is the man or, or person who fears the Lord with all inspired reverence and worships him with obedience. Wow. It goes on to say in verse six of that, surely... He will never be shaken. You don't want to be shaken about what's going on in the world today. You don't want to get caught up in what's happening today. Because i tell you what, it can bog you down quick if you watch the news continually and say, oh, no, what are we going to do? Because what happens is when you get so filled up with the, what the world is doing and it gets in your heart, the next thing is going to be coming out of your mouth. Oh, no, what are we going to do? What's happening? Look at what's happening. Oh, will we have enough. Oh, this, this, and this. All that stuff goes on, but it says the righteous will never, will be in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings, Amplified says by bad news, and his heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. Hallelujah. God is for us tonight. We have to be established, though. We have to be sound, <laughs> solid and sound in the things of God. Amen? Amen. Now, I'll read another scripture that that I think it pertains so much to us. is in uh, Proverbs chapter 4, which is going to help us establish a, a strong heart, a strong reverence for God, a strong position that we take. when When, when the winds blow and the and the rains come and all the winds, all that stuff goes on, you will not be shaken. You'll be steadfast. Well, how do we do that? Uh, How do we have a fixed heart? Well, one of the things is we have to reverence the word of God. We have to know the word, have to believe the word, and have to speak the word, amen? And in Proverbs chapter four, verse 20, it says this, my son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Don't let them depart from your eyes. In other words, Keep your mind and heart stayed upon this word uh, continually. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep them, and and the other uh, rendering says, and uh, says, keep your heart with diligence, all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. You want to know how to live life? You have to know the word of God. Listen, when we were old sinners and going our own way, We were up, down, all over the place. You can be born again and still be going up, down, all over the place. But the more you know this word, the more it will cause uh, the presence of God in your life. And you'll be able to walk in a a, uh, steadfast life. Amen. Another rendering says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Out of the abundance of the heart, Jesus said, you're going to speak. Your mouth will speak. And that's what the enemy wants to take the word of God out of your mouth and put his word in there. Like I said, what are we going to do? I don't have enough money. I guess I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to be successful. Well, and and I'll tell you what, parents, be real careful what you say about your, your son or daughters. Amen? Because it's very, very important that they they have an idea, an understanding that God is for them and you're for them. Amen? Now, I talked to... Uh, last week about establishing your heart in the word of God this is some of the stuff that that I uh, had copied off from Jerry Seville talking about don't be shaken by every word that you hear oh my goodness (laughs) what are the words we're hearing today oh the COVID numbers are up oh people are dying Uh, uh what's happening in Afghanistan oh this or that look at the border I'm telling you it is a mess but don't Don't uh, don't be shaken. Don't be uptight. Don't be nervous. You know, that's what the enemy wants us to do. Listen, we are just passing through this life and bad things are happening all around us, but we don't have to be a part of it. I believe I truly believe we got talking about this today earlier today. These distractions, if we're not careful, will keep us off of the Great Commission what God has called us to do. That I mean, does that mean we don't pray for these situations, don't pray for our government? We're, we're, we're obligated to pray for our government because Paul told Timothy that, and there's other scriptures to pray for your leaders and things. But we cannot get caught up in what, from what we're to do. Now, what are we to do, Mike? <laughs> Go into all the world and preach the gospel. What's that mean? Not behind a pulpit, not necessarily Pastor Scott, you're a witness unto the things of God, what God has done in your life. And so you have a pulpit wherever you go. So you preach the gospel, the good news. And these signs shall follow them. What shall they do? Cast out devils. Oh, me cast out a devil? You can, you have the authority to cast out devils because Jesus said, go do that. And then you can lay hands on the sick and see him recover. Those are good news. And listen, I'm a firm believer that God will not be outdone. There's great revival going to go on. There's great revival going on in the world today. I just heard, I think last week, I don't know if I mentioned this, but China has decided to go back to the ways of Mao, where they clamp down on everything. That means churches and everything. No, not as much freedom as they've had recently, which hasn't been a whole lot, but it's been more. I truly believe that the gospel will be expand. There'll be more people coming into the kingdom. You cannot stop the word of God, but we cannot, we can't allow ourselves to be worried and uptight about what's happening in the world. Now, it says in Ephesians 4, 8 to 15, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried away with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning uh, craftiness, cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into all th- him and all things, which is the head, even Christ. That's what we're to do. We're to speak the word in love. Overcome him. How did they overcome him? Revelation uh, 12, 11. They overcame him by the what? The blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. What are you testifying today? Oh, I, I, I'm sick. I don't feel good. I'm the, oh, you know, I, I'm just getting a little older. I can't remember well. You're not testifying to the goodness of God. The goodness of God says, I'm an overcomer. I got a sound mind. My body, I may be going through some things, but I claim the healing that Jesus paid the price for. You got to change what you say. You got to change into what he says. Now, the heart, it goes on to say, does not become established simply by reading the word only, but by talking and meditating and doing it. Doing it is a big thing. Excuse me. Who you are in Christ, what you are in Christ, and your authority and inheritance as a believer should become so vitally real, this says, to you that regardless of what is happening around you, you stand firm or affected. In other words, over in Ephesians it says, When you've done all you know to do, stand. Take that stand is not a stand of Oh, I'm just so, I can't stand up. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a firm stand on the word of God and the authority of God and, the, and the, the armor of God. You stand there and not only in a defensive position, but in an offensive one, amen, speaking the word of God. Now, God's image of the established believer. Let's see what Romans 8, 31 39 I just read. I just read it, I don't know, I wasn't thinking about this, but I must have been this afternoon. It's talking about who we are in Christ. Not, nothing can separate us from the love of God, amen? Over in Psalm, here's what the psalmist says, surely he, will, uh, he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be an everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tiding, his heart is fixed. We just read some of this. And his heart is established, and he shall not be afraid until he sees his desires upon the enemy. you got to base your whole living around the word of God. Amen? Now, I begin to talk about seven revelations which every believer should be established in, and that's Christ's realities, in Christ's realities. And The first one is the reality of redemption. I mentioned this last week. We're redeemed. We're bought back. Christ paid a price for us. <laughs> you, you know... Well, he, oh, I was this terrible sinner. I did so. It doesn't matter. He paid a price because sin was sin to him. And it still is. He bought you back with a price. Paid that price for your eternal separation from the devil so you can live with us, be in the presence of God. Amen. Hebrews said, but Christ became, Hebrews 9, 11, and 12, if you're writing notes, came as a high high priest of good things to come by greater and more perfect tabernacle, not more made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once in the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Wow. He came, gave his own son. You ever think about that? I think, uh, I think about that often. Do you know how much God loves you? My goodness. I mentioned this Sunday. I, I, it just hit me right at the end of that service, you know, talking about what, could, what does God think about us? You know, in, in John three sixteen, it says that God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son to the world. But you know what? Have you ever thought, uh, you, I don't who all's watching tonight, but just say this, Jesus, I thank you that you died for me. Me. I know you came for the whole world, but you died for me. You know what? That makes it real personal about what he's done. You redeem me, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for redeeming me. May I be a witness unto you to that redemption. May I be one that's not afraid. You know, and like I said last week, this, the redeemed of the Lord are supposed to say so. I'm redeemed. You're redeemed. Amen? Say that. So Colossians 2.15 says, Having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them. In other words, he, he he bought the victory for us. Amen? It didn't matter if we came in on on his coattails, so to speak. We have the victory. And Hebrews 12, uh, 2, 14 says that through death, he might destroy him that has power of death. That is the devil. Hallelujah. Galatians three thirteen says God or Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Praise the Lord. Now, we talked about the reality of the new birth. Listen, I don't know where you've been, what you've done, but we were all sinners. But we're no longer, once we receive Christ, we're a brand new creation. We're no longer an old sinner saved by grace. We're now a new, a new creation. Second Corinthians five seventeen. You know these scriptures but I, I'm, uh, uh, I'm intent on reminding you of things and stirring you up about them because we need to know this over and over. Faith doesn't come by hearing it once in a while. Faith truly comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God, renewing our mind to what the word of God says. Therefore, if any man, meaning person, be in Christ, he is a new uh, creature. Old things of what? Passed away. Behold, all things have become what? New. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Behold, all those old things. That's a confession you ought to make. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Well, I don't feel new. What's feelings got to do with what God's already done through His Son? (laughs) Nothing. Amen? Let's just agree with what the Word says. That's the important thing is if you will agree. Agreement is not uh, something that we don't know. Agreement is when we hear something, that is truth, we just say, that's truth. I'm agreeing with it. Rather, regardless of what your feelings think or what, what your old traditions think, no, I agree with this word, amen? And that's what the word says. We are begotten of God, even as Jesus was. Colossians 1.18, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, amen? He took our place. He bought it back with a price, but he took our place. He became sin, didn't he not? 2 Peter uh, 1, 2 through 4, whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. So we're, we've been given these great and precious promises. We have to know that we've been born again. Now, now we can access those promises. We're not standing outside the kingdom. Now we're in the kingdom where all the promises are yes and amen to those who are in Christ Jesus amen? <clears throat> Ephesians 2.10 uh, says, "For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in him. Do you know that God had a plan and a purpose that we would walk in good works even before we were even thought about, even before we came to this, uh, to this people planet? You know that, uh, we are created in Christ Jesus for those works. So you must ask yourself, I have to do that. What am I doing to, to further the kingdom? What am I doing as good works that would further the kingdom of God? Am I living a life that's pleasing unto God so I can do the things he's called me to do or I'm just kind of skating through, biding time till it's over, what, what this life is over? Well, we, we, ought, we, we shouldn't be satisfied with just complacency. We ought to be fired up and ready and prepared to go further. Now, as, I, as always, I'm, I'm running short of time here. My director tells me i got 10 minutes, but that's okay because I think I, I just trust God to say what I need to say as I, as I come through this. And we're not in any hurry. We just keep learning week after week. We're doing that in our small group. We're listening to Andrew Walmack. If you haven't been listening to Andrew, you've already got it. You need to go listen to that. You can catch him on his website. We already have. Every, when Christ died for us, he gave us all things that pertain to life and godliness. All things, and we've already got it when we accept him. Now we've got to work out our salvation, as Paul said. Amen? <clears throat> Reality of re- uh, righteousness. Right standing and peace with God. Boy, what a, what a, what a comfort it is to lay down at night and know if you didn't get up off that bed the next morning and never got up off that bed again, that you're right in the presence of Almighty God. What peace, what comfort that is to know we've been made righteous. And you know the devil hates righteousness. He likes lawlessness. He likes the things that he he proposes to do. And he hates a person that knows that they are righteous. I'm not an old sinner saved by grace, not anymore. Listen to what Second Corinthians five twenty one says. For he hath made him to be sin for us. Who who's he talking about? He's talking about Jesus. Who knew no sin? Well, if he knew sin, we, he couldn't die for us. It wouldn't have worked, right? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Romans five seventeen. For if one man's offence, death reigned by one, much more they that which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He is my righteousness. Our old righteous, our righteousness was as filthy rags, but we no longer have that. We're in Christ now. And our righteousness is, is, uh, uh, is in him in him, in him alone. Amen. <clears throat> in Romans three, 23 through 26 being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in christ jesus whom god has set forth to be a perpetuation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness to declare i say at this time is his righteousness and it goes on to say let me get to the next page righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him who believeth in jesus he's our justifier we don't have to justify, try to justify something that isn't true. He's justified us. He's redeemed us. He's caused us to be able to be born again. And he's our righteousness. And listen, you need to begin to say those things. And in the weeks to come, next week, in the weeks to come, I'm going to be reminding you of that. I'm going to be talking to you out of Brother Hagin's little book. I'm going to remind you about some other things, about the realities of redemption. And, and, and we need to know it. And then not only do we need to know it, but we need to speak it for ourselves. It's important to get up and confess things over yourself. It becomes real to you. Then it becomes a confidence to you. And, and when you do that, you can have confidence to do what God called you to do. What's that? Share your testimony with others. Have a word for somebody else. Pray for somebody else. Maybe even uh, cast out a devil. And there are many of them in the world today and a lot of them in America today, don't you know? And uh, a lot of people don't need just counseling. They need the devil cast out of them. And you might have opportunity to do that. Don't be afraid of it. It's not like uh, not like what the Hollywood depicts. <laughs> not, and the devils aren't like Hollywood. They're afraid of us when we know who we are in Christ. Amen? Amen. Well, let's pray before I get off here. Father, we thank you for your word. I thank you that you're reminding us who we are in Christ all the time, that you've called us for this time such as this, uh, out of darkness, into the light, to show the light into the world, that we are no longer old sinners, but we are saved and righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior. Thank you for everyone watching tonight. May we all grab a hold of these truths, that we can begin to walk in them in greater abundance that we'll not be held back within, from any good thing that you have for us. But in this day and this hour, mighty, mighty move of God, mighty, mighty move of your Holy Spirit right here in Living Word Family Church, that we begin to see the goodness of God like never before. We begin to walk in the unity that you have so desired that we would walk in, that we might see the power and glory of God in our midst. We ask that. Thank you for it. Give you all the praise tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for being here and we'll see you next time.